What's going on everyone? I am Dustin Stelzer and this is Electrician U. Today we are going to talk about how to use a basic multimeter. So I want to give a special shout out to Rogers Electric uh, for sponsoring this video. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Rogers Electric is a electrical contracting company that's based out of Atlanta, Georgia. They've got techs all over the U.S., so they're a nationwide company. Um, they're trying to create some really good training stuff for their company and create a whole training platform. So um, they're going to be sponsoring a lot of these videos going forward. Um, so if you have any questions or you want to check out, know a little bit more about their company, there's a link in the description below. So really quick, one thing I need to talk about is this is not technically a multimeter. For all intents and purposes, all of us out in the field call this a multimeter, but it's really not a multimeter. Fluke calls this a tester. If you were to go to Fluke's website and look up multimeter, something like this is going to pop up. So this is technically a multimeter for all, you know, uh, Google search purposes, um, you're going to find this when that pops up. If you go look for a tester, you're going to find this. But again, we all call this a multimeter. So for this video, I'm just going to keep calling this a multimeter. So what is a multimeter? Well, I mean, it's a multiple use meter. It does multiple things. So for example, this meter has voltage, amperage, and resistance. Those are the three things. It does continuity as well, so technically there's four different functions to it, but it's a very simple multimeter, and this thing is probably, I don't know, that's bold to say, but probably one of the most used uh, testers on the market because it's just durable as hell. It's very reliable. Um, ergonomically, it's put together really well, and it's simple. There's not a whole bunch of, you know, like separate little dials, and you gotta make sure that you're on the right dial. You gotta make sure you're on DC and not AC. This thing auto-detects whether it's DC or AC. Um, there's really only three options. You got voltage, amperage, and resistance, and that's it. So um, this is liked by a lot of people. So how do you use it? The first setting we're gonna talk about is voltage. Now, voltage is easy, 120 volts, 240 volts, 480 volts. You've all heard things like this. This is a 600 volt meter, which means you can only test it on voltage systems up to 600 volts. It's not tested for anything beyond that. So if this thing blows up in your face because you're using it on like a 3000 volt system, uh, you're be you've been warned. Uh, it's, it's on the label. It is a T5-600, so 600 volt maximum. Um, it does amperage. So amperage, you're testing on one wire, how much current is going through a, a, a wire. And you use this little uh, divot inside of here and there's a line on it. There's a line here and a line here. And as long as you just line your wire up with that line, it'll read how much current's going through it. And the third thing is resistance. So the little ohms symbol is going to show you resistance values. If you were to test a wire and see how, between this point and that point, how much resistance is there to the current? Like basically how much traffic is there in the car I'm driving? And the last thing is continuity. So continuity is also on the resistance setting. Um, it looks like there's this tiny little Wi-Fi logo uh, right next to it. It's not Wi-Fi, it just means audible audio. So when you touch the leads of this tester together, 
you get an audible little squeal. And that is a signal to let you know that this meter is sending a signal out on one of these leads coming back into the meter. So from the meter sending a signal to the meter, uh, it's, it's receiving a signal. So it just basically makes an audible noise when there's a complete loop, a complete circuit from the tester to the tester. That is a very handy thing to have and I'll talk a lot more on continuity testing in a later video. Um, I'll show you a little sample clip of, of how that kind of works so you can start thinking about troubleshooting techniques and where you would use that. If you're a service tech, you're going to use this a lot more because you're coming into problems and you need to be able to properly diagnose what the hell is going on in a circuit. If you're doing construction, you're probably not going to use these as much until you go to trim out your job, um, doing punch list stuff, just trying to make sure that the system works. But service techs use these all day, every day, and use them religiously. So. Let's break in a little bit deeper and show you how to use them and some of the functions inside of here. All right, so how you test for voltage is, uh, again, testing for voltage, you're testing between two things. So you're never getting a value. You're not like testing one hot. If we went from one lead to the other, there is no difference of potential between this hot and itself. So you're never gonna get a voltage if you're trying to test one thing. You always have to test between two things. So this is telling you that there's 249 volts of potential between this hot and the other hot. The neutral is a center point in the system between both of these phases. So you should get half that voltage between one hot and neutral. And we do, we get 125. Between this hot and neutral, we get 124. As long as you're like around 120 volts from hot to neutral and around 120 volts from the other hot to neutral, and you've got 240-ish uh, between hot and hot, then everything should be okay. So the other thing that I like to do when I'm testing voltage is specifically in a panel, but even if I'm just doing like um, outlets or anything like that, I always test between the two phases. Then I test one phase to neutral, the other phase to neutral, and then I test each phase to ground. I got 120 there. 120 there, and then I test last thing is neutral to ground. Now it says zero and you wanna make sure that it says zero. You don't ever want to have a difference of potential between your neutral and your ground. At every service, on every building and uh, every grounded system that you're gonna be working with, you wanna always make sure that the ground and the neutral are bonded at the service. If you ever see a fluctuation, if you ever see like 50 volts, um, between your neutral and your ground, you know that there's a huge problem and you need to get that fixed ASAP because you could start burning shit up. Um, there's a lot of hazards that that could cause and I'll talk more about that later, but that's voltage in a nutshell. All right, so how do we test for amperage? Um, amperage inside of this little jaw, there's two little lines that go across here and that's the point where you need to uh, be taking your measurement so right now I'm testing on black phase on this breaker. It says 0.3 amps, which is very little, if anything. There might be like a light bulb on that. And red phase would do the same thing. There's 0.4. So I'm gonna turn a load on so that you can see um, what it looks like once current starts flowing through a wire. Go ahead. Shut it off. All right, so what just happened is the current spiked all of a sudden. We just turned a fan on in the shop and it's just a 42 inch, you know, big shop fan. Um, the current spiked really high 
and then it started to come back down to more of a nominal level. Um, and that is pretty much any time you turn on any motor, uh, that's going to happen. It's going to spike, have a whole bunch of inrush current, and then it's going to go back down and kind of balance out. Um, so that is testing current on just an average wire. Now the problem becomes this jaw in here only works for smaller conductors. Like you do number six, number eight, number two, four, anything like that, it'll fit in there. But what happens when you try to put it on feeders? So anything that's like four aught, you know, 250, 500 MCM, you're not going to be able to fit inside of this jaw. So you actually need a clamp on and meter. And that's why I have a second meter. So for any large wires, you're going to use something like this. I mean, you could probably fit 500 MCM, maybe even a little bit larger wire than that. Um, but if you're checking any like service entrance conductors or feeders that are coming into a panel, you need one of these that you can clamp onto larger wire and take a reading. Uh, it operates functionally the same way. There's two little lines in there, so you want to make sure the center of your wire meets up with those lines to get the most accurate reading. Okay, so what I've done is I set up three different 500 foot rolls of THHN. So this is 1500 feet of wire. Still probably not a lot of resistance, a few ohms, but it's at least gonna show you that you're gonna start getting values rather than it just saying, oh well. You know, when we, when we hit this, actually it says one, means there's only an ohm of resistance and it's an average. So there's, you know, if you had a, if you had a multimeter that was a little bit more sensitive and had decimal places, it would show you like a, a far better value. But again, this is just basic multimeter. So this isn't designed for like really, really technical, precise voltages, amperages, all that stuff. It's, all, it's just auto ranging and it's finding averages. So with these touching, it shows one, it's one ohm of resistance. Now, if we go through 1500 feet of number 12 wire, you're still gonna hear that tone because there's not a lot of resistance. At a certain point, this thing will stop toning. It won't see it as continuity anymore because it's just not receiving, it's not sending and receiving that signal uh, in whatever fashion it needs to for this thing to think that it's continuous piece of wire. At a, at a high enough resistance, all it's going to do is show values. It'll show like 600 ohms or like 250 ohms or something like that. Um, but I don't have enough space and enough wire and enough stuff to set up right now to show you like a really high resistance uh, setting on this thing. So when I touch these together, you still hear the tone, but this thing says three ohms. So it's a little bit higher resistance because there's more material that it has to go through. So what I'm gonna do right now is show you, if you touch this to this, you get a tone, right? Basically, I'm sending out a signal on the black lead that's going to one side of this coil. The signal's making it all the way through that wire out to here. So when I touch this, the signal completes and goes all the way back to the meter. I got a full loop. Okay, so I know that that wire is not broken. Now, that may seem like a stupid thing, you're probably never gonna sit and do that out in the field, but I'll show you some instances that you might use it out in the field. So, let's say that you, uh, let's say that you are in a panel and for some reason you got three 12-2 MCs hanging in the panel and you don't know which one goes where. Somebody didn't hook them up or you just installed them but forgot to label them as you were doing, whatever. 
if you wanna know which one of each one of these wires is which, how are you gonna do that? They all three go up and like split out. So what I would do is I would go to one end of that circuit, I would take the black and the white conductor and I would put a wire nut on them, put them together. And then I'd walk all the way back into the panel room and I would test each one of the blacks and whites of those three wires. One of them's gonna tone out because you're sending a signal out there on the black, it's coming back on the white and hitting your meter. So it's gonna tell you like, oh, that's my wire. And if you test the other two, they're not gonna do that because the blacks and whites out there in the field are still separated. Now, you gotta make sure they're separated because sometimes when you cut a wire, that black and that white end up pinched together and they're touching each other. So that's a good field instance of why you would use continuity. All right, so that's it. That is uh, the, the kind of like 101 version of how to use a simple multimeter. Um, I'm gonna do some videos coming up about which multimeters I like more because I've got uh, a bunch of other different types. I know I've got a few more sitting around here somewhere. Um, I've got smaller ones that, you know, instead of having like an uh, exact number display, it shows ranges. Um, I've got amp probes where you have a clamp on ammeter for doing large size wire. So I've got a lot of different meters and I'm gonna do one video coming up about all the different types of test equipment that you want to know how to use as an electrician. Um, and then I'm probably gonna do a review on some meters that are specific, some of them that I like, some of them I don't like, features, advantages, benefits, all that jazz. So thank you guys so much for watching. Let me know in the comments below if there's anything else you'd like further explained, if I kind of like muddied things up and didn't explain things well, um, or if you have any preferences of meters or just anything that you think that I missed or you'd like me to talk about more. Love you guys, and I will see you in the next episode.